take out the vital organs and you burn all that stuff. And that takes care of the problem. You are now listening to From the Pit. It's killing a lot of people. And welcome to another episode of From the Pit, the show where we bring you everything from eight horny death metal reindeer on hoverboards with beards and 40s to on the 12th day of Christmas my true love gave to me a Patreon subscription to us. Do it. Money me. Money me now. <laughs> my name is Phil. With me is Mike. Yo. And Sam. Were they drinking Mickey's? Did you give Mickey's to those reindeer? Because that would be the way to go. <laughs> Hearing him say that back to me, I was like, where was I at when I said that? When I wrote that down. <laughs> Uh, uh, Frank will be joining us. He's running a little bit late. I don't have anything clever to say about it because it's Monday. So, uh, fuck you. I'm not creative today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I woke, I technically woke up like at seven o'clock this morning and I'm still kind of waking up. So I feel it. I feel you, man. I'm up at fucking four every morning. Uh, Hey, anyway, uh, what we do here, if you're new to the show, uh, we dredge through Bandcamp, YouTube, and all the other shit out there to find all of the bands that really deserve a lot more fucking attention than they're getting. Uh, you know, sometimes bands that we find with one follower or yeah. zero on Bandcamp, which is... No comments on their, their album page. Which is uh, shameful uh, because there are some really talented up-and-coming acts out there. And if so. there isn't one thing I hear from every fucking dude who's like, I like metal, I, there's just nothing out there. Yeah, we're disproving that every week. That's right. That That's like that's like in my top three sentences that, that I can't stand the most whenever people talk about metal. One of the other ones is, I'd like it if it weren't for the vocals. Yeah, I had one of those this week. Like, I, I truly did trap somebody from work in a car and connect my Bluetooth and put on some uh, Alpha Virus from Frank's recent bring-in. Oh, okay. Uh, he didn't oh. like it. He didn't like it at all. Well, that's, <laughs> I mean, like, all right, so what vocals? Do you not like fucking death metal vocals? Do you not like, uh, like, what do you mean? There, you, you, like, there are so many, there's so many out there. Maybe you just fucking like power metal. That's fine, it but is. it's, you know what I mean? You can't just be like, oh, I hate what's, all metal. What's vocals. really strange? No shit. I had this happen once when I was, it was like a couple of years ago. I had somebody straight up tell me they would love metal if it weren't for the vocals. And I asked him the same thing. I'm like, okay, well, what kind of like vocal styles do you usually go for? And the guy I was talking to, he's like, oh yeah, I really like like clean, like soaring vocals. And I showed him, I think I showed him Iced Earth and he still didn't like it. I'm like, well, why not? It's exactly what you asked for he's like i don't know it just it doesn't feel right and i'm like oh my fucking oh, man God, just, you got just, one last shot yeah, if you don't like yes yeah, you could just that, leave. see people like that are for the most part like why i stop like giving people band recommendations unless they ask for them yeah because like half the time it's just a it's just a waste of effort i am bother anymore i tell them to check out the podcast yeah it's now that we've ranted about our purpose justifiedly sammy <laughs> i think you're up first Oh, nice. I am up first, and okay, remember how I told you the last week I was here that I was going to bring in the most me bring in I, I do the last that. month or so? Yes, sir. Well, you're about to hear the most me bring in, probably in, in a long time, honestly, so Tom, why don't you just, uh, why don't you just do that for us? 
that I fucking love about you because you might get I mean you do get way deeper into death metal than I do but this is exactly why we bonded over fucking autopsy because uh, <laughs> yep. I yep, yep. You, you, this is exactly it you've got the fucking the, the production that's just dirty enough mm-hmm. will still really fucking you know there's uh, a real crunch on this showcasing guitars. you you've got the fucking nasty bass tone and it's it's at the same time that it's beating the piss out of you, it's got a fucking groove to it that you could fucking you could you could dance disco fucking moves to. <laughs> groove is established at the gate too. See, uh, it was funny when I first heard this because um, you know you know what actually kind of lured me into this was I mean not just the riffs, it was that um, that interesting little pattern that little drum change up uh from the start from the opening from the opening of the actual music and when it launches into that groove how it starts off kind of i don't know it's it's got an interest it's got an interesting little it's got an interesting time signature when it starts off but then it just goes straight into that kind of four four groove and i don't know i thought that was kind of interesting i was like okay you know all right we're we're good and then the, then that actual groove comes in i'm like okay yeah you uh, you got me yeah. Uh, oh, and it's a good fucking groove, man. Mm-hmm. Holy oh, yeah. shit. And I mean, the rest of this, the rest of this EP is just as good. And it, it honestly, like, I think, how did I find this? Oh yeah, probably, probably in the same like two or three metal groups I'm in, where I find like half of my bring-ins. Actually, I feel, I feel like I should start thanking the people in those groups more often because they're part of the reason I don't have to dredge Bandcamp as much as I used to. I mean, I still do. I even posted about it the other day. Gotcha. It's just like, oh god, yeah. It's I mean, it's exactly like that. It's it's always like, oh, this cover and this logo and these song titles look cool. It's like, oh, it's just like the same generic. <laughs> like it's the yeah. same ge- the same generic early two thousands deathcore that people are trying to bring back for whatever reason. I don't know why. I don't know why people think that's a style that needs to stay around. But I mean, it's Bandcamp. I stop. I can't be a gatekeeper and keep people from uploading the same shitty stuff over and over again. But yeah, that was, uh, that was aseptic out of San Jose, California. And that was off the EP senses decay. Uh, it's only four tracks. Uh, they look, they do look like they have a couple of things, a couple other things out. Uh, but I would highly suggest starting with, uh, senses decay and just, just bless you. 
just working your way backward because it's pretty cool stuff. Uh, yeah, so it's just two guys, by the way. No shit. It's just, yeah, it's just uh, Philip Cortez, who does guitar and vocals, and uh, Luis, who does drums. They, they have one guitar player and a drummer. Like, that. that's it. That's all they need. Well, yeah, <clears throat> I, I can't argue it. They, they certainly fucking nail it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like you take the almost Swedish style, the, the old Swedish style of vocals, like the, I don't know, like the carnage, dismember, entombed style of vocals. But, you know, you also mix it in with the kind of, kind of a combination of almost like Finnish and American style riffing, which is really cool. I mean, it's a, it sounds better than everyone who's just like buying old HM2s and cranking them through their, you know, their 5150s. It definitely sounds better than that anyway. Listen, so, Sammy. What's what, up, buddy? I, I I know what you're saying when you say the HM2 and 5150 thing, but for whatever reason, just <laughs> associating the 5150 with this complaint hurts me deeply. <laughs> I know. And, it, and it's a, you know, honestly, it's... I can't really talk that much shit because my own amp is basically just a 5150 with a better clean channel. Oh, the triple rack, right? The triple X. Yeah. Triple rack is a Mesa. Yeah, for for you amp nerds out there, I use a PV triple X head, and it's basically that. It's a it's basically a slightly tighter 50 original 5150 and with a better clean channel thrown in. But yeah, so aseptic senses decay EP. You can find it at aseptic. I should spell that a-s-e-p-t-i-c dot bandcamp dot com aseptic metal aseptic metal dot bandcamp dot com nice so that's my first bring in of the week and it's one that uh i don't know you might hear about that album again soon that, that ep again nice. who knows, mm, who knows? Who how knows? are you gonna oh, follow yeah. that shit up uh by showing you a band who was described to me as m- Early Morbid Angel on steroids. Fuck mm. me. Uh... Like, I'm just gonna say this. Any anyone who anyone who ever for a moment believes that I don't take this show seriously, I love nothing more than proving you wrong. <laughs> it's, it's 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 my I mean it's my greatest joy to see people suffer in ways that I think are amusing. And this is definitely one of them. So we're gonna go take a look at a little band called Ritual Necromancy off of their album Disinterred Horror. And we're going to take a listen to the track Disincarnate Machination. So, Tom...
vocals are disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you got that kind of, you got that kind of morbid angel-esque uh, sense of riffing, but you also have that kind of incantation style of uh, vocal work, which, uh, I mean, you know, you can obviously, you can obviously hear the influences here, but I feel like it's, it's more, it's more thoroughly mixed and put together uh, than a lot of bands would put up, would would attempt to. They'd just be like, "Oh yeah, we just want to sound like Morbid Angel." Now, Ritual Ritual Necromancy kind of, I mean, they're you know, again, you could obviously you could obviously kind of hear the influences, but at the same time, well, actually, you can really hear the influences, but at the same time, you know, it's still kind of fresh and fun enough to where I feel it's worth mentioning. Oh, without question. You know, it, 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 this is obviously not a uh, a case of just copycat syndrome. Uh, it, it's got its uh, own style to it. Well, um, I mean, I have talked about that before. The uh, the whole it's like, oh yeah, let's just let's just rip off incantation, or let's just let's try to rip off Morbid Angel. But you know, at the same time, like uh, we don't really understand what makes these bands good. We're just gonna try and get their tone. Right. And not do and not do a very good job. No, nah, dude. No, nah, dude. Ritual Necromancy get it. They pretty much get it right. I like what I've heard. Uh, I have not heard their previous album. Apparently it came out like seven years ago. No shit. Like it's yeah, um actually, yeah, nearly seven years since their last full length, uh called Oath of the Abyss. I have not heard that yet. I'll have to go check it out. So but, they've been oh, at yeah, it for also, a while. Yeah, they've been they've been doing this for quite a while. Uh and uh, apparently, they apparently they played uh, uh, Maryland Death Fest 2018, which oh nice, goddamn, yeah, goddamn, that would have been really cool to see. Mm-hmm. And also, they're se- they're semi local boys for me. They're from Portland. Ah, hmm. cool. Yeah, I wonder if <laughs> it's like, hey guys, hit up uh, hit up Kyle from Vitriol and do a split with him if he's if he's willing to do it. <laughs> oh, that would be a killer fucking split. Or at least get on the same bill together. I'd love to see those two those two bands together. Look, I know we're all a little older now, pushing you know mid thirties or whatever. Or I, a little I just yeah, you just turned thirty. Ju- well, I'm thirty one. I just turned thirty. Yeah, we're yeah. adults. But when I follow uh, Kyle from Vitriol and I see pictures of him, I'm like, that dude is the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah, God, we should we should hit him up and see if he's willing to do an interview that'd be pretty cool Hell yeah. oh i'd kill for a fucking vitriol interview yeah Holy that shit. would be that would be pretty tight so that being said uh ritual necromancy uh their second full-length album disinterred horror uh, which came out uh may 25th so this is another one of those cases in which i just have not been on the ball and missed out on it uh yeah so it's it's five tracks in total but the shortest one is four minutes and forty three seconds. One of them is like almost is just under eleven. So there's a you got a lot you got a lot of material here to work with, and you can find it at darkdescentrecords.bandcamp.com. Very nice. I've been bringing I've been bringing in a lot of Dark Descent and Blood Harvest shit lately. It's a real yeah. good label right now. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, those two, those two, and Fulter Records, I feel like are some of the best. Like small to mid-sized labels operating right now Uh, although i will say though um ever since i heard the new lord gore ep uh on head split 
Head Split have some sick stuff too. Everyone here should go check out the Head Split record stuff. All righty. I feel like Frank would really like them too because they tend they seem to specialize it's, as far as their physical release is concerned. Uh, they tend to specialize mostly in cassettes. Hmm. Yeah, so I'll have, to, I'll have to inform him of that. So that does it for me today, boys. Very nice. Well, Mike, I also, that. also, shit! I just realized I hadn't bought the the accept the aseptic EP, so I have to fix that now. Get it. All right. Yeah. First up. A lightly crusted act from California. Tom, let's listen. I was digging it. I was digging it all the way up until that second set of vocals kicked in. I'm like, I'm fucked bringing this in. It's like uh, that. That's what I'm hitting at with that, like lightly crusted, because it's like barely there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's definitely drawing from that. Uh, especially, I mean, um, being the being a, a, a vegan straight edge band, yeah, <laughs> uh, you, you, it's unavoidable. You're gonna pull from that, right? Um, but they really have managed to uh, to take a lot of of heavier uh, aspects. Absolutely, and, and definitely more in. technical than I'm used to with that sort of a sound. But I mean, with the recording and everything, it just it sort of reminds me of like a, a hardcore, like a house hardcore show. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I mean, I fucking dig it. This is uh, this is being purchased soon, if not tonight. <laughs> so yeah, uh, like Phil said, if uh, for whatever reason you're thin-skinned enough that vegans bother you, they're vegans. 
But otherwise, this is forewarned off of Unforgiving Years. That was released November of this year. And you can find them at forewarned.bandcamp.com. That was Pious Fraud. Next up. Next up, I'm expecting us all to really enjoy this. It's a shame uh, Frank won't get to hear it, but I'll make him go back and listen to it. This has been... I I was going to say, I very much recognize this next spring and i am fairly familiar with it actually yeah i mean this release in particular has just gotten all of the praise um so i really felt like it was you know why why not bring it in and especially once i listened to it and i got like a definite feel from the vocals i'll i'll see how you guys feel about it let's check it out without it feeling like a cheap motorhead imitation yeah yeah it kind of for me bounces between motorhead and cutting a wrestling promo with like (laughs) (laughs) like perfect old school death metal behind it i i really like it and it's it's you know i mean when you're looking for something a little different i mean here here it is (laughs) that was master off of vindictive miscreant yeah yeah like i said uh i'm i'm familiar with master i've listened to some of their stuff and in particular their debut album uh, on the seventh day god created master which uh absolute classic everyone should go look that up (laughs) it's also a great fucking album title (laughs) it is is. um no uh paul speckman the guy who fronts master uh i mean he's 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 had a pretty long and 
prestigious career in underground death metal. He also fronted uh, another band before this called Death Strike. Who, God, I'm gonna have to cover that band on from the crypt. I can't believe I haven't talked about Death Strike. Yeah, just go listen to the master debut and Death Strike's fucking death album. No, no shit, that's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's um, no master, master's fucking dope. Uh, and I actually did not realize that this album existed. I had not seen any seen or heard anything about it which is really surprising because i feel like every time master release something it's kind of an event unto itself i mean i'll tell you it actually takes uh real life time to get to the bottom of their Bandcamp page because of just like everybody on the face of the planet has they've linked articles from just everybody well that and the sheer the sheer number of like album variants and like digipacks and shit that they have available oh man <laughs> they actually have an lp box set uh with a bunch of their stuff available for just under 40 euros and just like a ton of shit actually i just noticed that they have uh, a remaster of on the seventh day god created master and it's sold out oof yeah the, you CD, know what? The, CD, as... the cd is the only thing that's sold out of course this isn't something we ever really talked about, but you know what? I'm going to start at you guys real quick, but I okay. really don't mind it. I actually think it's pretty pragmatic of bands to kind of keep a few tracks blacked out. You know what I mean? Like you don't get to hear them, but it is incentive if you like the rest of the album. And, and look at that. Frank is with us. Hell yeah. But Hi, I, Frank. <laughs> hey, baby. Hey. Um, but yeah, Frank, we were just talking about some bands kind of keeping some of their shit. I'm locked. really upset that you just missed Master. I, I'll I'll check it out. Yeah, I, you you the whole. I don't beginning. go in. I don't go in till two thirty in the afternoon tomorrow, so I've got time to to catch up on bands. That oh, I good. Check out everything because uh, yeah. I know Sam especially was was really upset that you missed his ritual necromancy, dude. That, but, God, that Honestly, sounds so and hot. Aseptic. And aseptic. You know, yeah. I, I, I was gonna say, I feel like, um, I feel like aseptic is gonna be even more up Frank's alley. Yeah. Ooh. Groove out the ass. God <laughs> damn it. And, and also, and also, an interesting, uh, an interesting little change up, a uh, little, uh, little tempo change up in the beginning of the actual music of the opening track. So, uh, yeah, I think. Uh, Frank, definitely d take Phil's advice. Just listen to everything that was brought in today, because yeah. you'll want, you'll want to suck my dick. It's that great. All right, all right. Hell well, yeah, we were talking about Master off of Vindictive Miscreant. You can find that at masterdeathmetal.bandcamp.com. They are from the Czech Republic. That track was replaced, and that was released November this year. Nice. All right, Frank. We got yeah. one more. And oh. I had you in mind when I brought this in. Uh, okay. Well, well, I guess what I really had in mind was uh, a funny reaction video from some devout Christians, and there's no problem with that. But there's a band that I've kind of been getting a little bit into, Infinite Annihilator. <laughs> now, they oh, don't God. really qualify for Bring In as that they have a tremendous following already. But yeah, this they're pretty big. They're pretty big. But this reaction video was so funny to me. It was off. It was in reaction to the track that we're gonna take a little listen to. Soil the stillborn. Tom, let's listen. Ah! 
Okay, so, just speaking musically, it's not typically the type of thing uh, that I go out of my way to find, uh, but when I, kind of, when I kind of drop all predispositions and just let it be what it is, uh, <laughs> musically they're fun as shit. Yes. Uh, and I also have to, I mean, obviously it can be a little difficult to decipher those lyrics, but it is an all-out assault. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are <laughs> on babies very aggressively attacking this issue absolutely and um that's in, in a way like i'm not gonna <clears throat> have Tank tom link this video in order to instigate any sort of an attack on these people that made the reaction it's more just funny to me like as metal fans we obviously have this perspective on issues where we sort of take a giant indelible marker and, and circle it so that everybody can see it and nobody can look away. And it's funny to see it so effectively <laughs> work on these people, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah. It's, they totally miss the point. I mean, I haven't seen this particular video, but I have, uh, I have watched these kinds of mental gymnastics before. They seem like they mean well, like they're good people, but it's just like... Like, these dudes didn't write this song to glorify or poke fun. I mean, they're disgusted like everyone else, like you are. And, I mean, we, we talked about it a little <laughs> bit before the show, and, uh, and, and you drew a comparison to another recent incident with the, uh, with the furry community, uh, which, if you guys aren't familiar uh, with what's been happening there, several big names in that community have been outed for uh doing absolutely horrendous things to both animals and children right and thanks to the internet they are all being punished for it even that motherfucker in cuba some dude yeah. made it his life's work for like three months went down to cuba found this motherfucker Get the fuck out of here. he's likely going to be executed okay uh, Jesus. i'm fine with so, that but, you know what? I'm fine with that. Uh, all that being said, it, it's exactly that where you have people in that community saying, well, that's not all of us. That's not the fucking point. That's right. not the fucking it's point. It's not the fucking point. The point is that we're pointing out this is happening. You're a part of this. So what are you doing? Right. How are we the problem? Like, right. As metalheads. Like, we're outside of it. We're just fucking, we just fucking kick the, the blinds open. I like to think of it as we're constantly walking around with the mirror that nobody wants. Just shining yeah. back on people. You know, I feel like, in a way, I, I almost feel like the satanic panic never really ended. It just took different forms. And, you know, the fact that some people still believe that listening to extreme music, like, inherently makes you a terrible person to me proves that that mentality never really died See, that's like it it didn't die just because tipper gore and the pmrc gave up their chairs like it didn't die it didn't die because you know major evangelical preachers uh, or televangelists you know stopped bitching about twisted sister and blackie lawless i mean it's it's still going on it just takes different forms it's what? it's like an ever-evolving monster well, and what, what, and I mean, that's a, that's a, a good, an interesting point to bring up, especially here. At, and the, the concept of, oh, listening to extreme music makes you a, a bad person. Well, here is uh, an example where what they are pointing out is something about horrific people that are part of a specific community. And here's some people who, who are just so caught up in it that they can't step aside and say, 
uh, yes, this is happening in my community and it's terrible and we need to do something about it. Instead, they have to be like, well, no, you're the you're the bad guys. You can't. I'll tell you, you know what? Let me jump off that. Um, <clears throat> the thing that might annoy me more than people who say that there just is no there's no metal out there, as we were talking about earlier. My uh, neck, my what infuriates me more than that is when I walk up to somebody and they hear the music and they're like, oh, that's just Satan music. It's like you've reduced down all of this creative outlet into some like fucking whitewashed bullshit. And it's like you tell me modern life is war is Satan music because yeah. you don't like the sen- It offends your sensibilities. So. I mean, it's uh, you know, what? maybe uh, maybe a. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'll bring it up now. Uh, instead of doing a, a, a post-brutal bruise discussion, I don't know if you guys saw, uh, they recently had uh, Mike Shinoda from Linkin Park listen oh. to Slayer for the first time, and I think this falls right in line. Uh, he heard Angel of Death and said, this sounds like Nazi glorification. Fuck this. Yeah, I, I posted about that, and all I could say was, "This is it, folks. This well, is the headline. This is the headline of the year." That really. Happened. I mean, okay. yeah. And yeah. what's amazing is literally in that interview that he say he, like he makes that statement, and that's it. They don't. There's no further interview. There's no further listening to the album. He hears a track that's about. Uh, you know this this horrific. I, I I always Mangala Mangala. Thank you. There, the, where Slayer is pointing out the horrific things that this man did. They tend to point out the horrificness in society in general, like, yeah. as as does a lot of metal. Right. I I, I I mention actually. I don't. I don't. My timeline's all fucked up because uh, we recorded things that aren't going to be released until later. <laughs> but I, I've talked about uh, creators and possible brutality, which is is exactly that it's pointing out and, and all of their albums like it's saying yeah we're fucked as a species and we need to address these things and that's exactly what the fuck slayer was doing and here's this fucking idiot it's it's funny when bands preempt that and will go as far as to manipulate their band name <laughs> to be up just to kind of cut that whole populace off from the fucking gate like i hate god like their name is I Hate God from what I understood to completely subvert all the fucks out there that they don't want listening to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it is it is <clears throat> I feel like honest honestly, some people think that the um like using like using aggressive, violent or shocking imagery in metal, like some people think it's like, Oh, that's not necessary. Like we don't like scare anybody into not listening to it. I'm like, you know, I think we kind of do. Because it is a it is a great way to see, like who genuinely has an interest and who's just trying to get in on it because they want to look cool, right? And I mean that may sound harsh, but you know, I have met people who aren't really into metal. They're just they're just hanging around to to try to you know fit in and look cool and it, posers in right. other words. <laughs> right, that's right. that's the that's the word I've been dancing around. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know I. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think those people are nearly as pervasive and common as like some people in the scene think they are. But I think they do exist. And I'm like, you know what? You know, some some scary, some scary and harsh imagery. And also, that's that's also just part of what metal is as a whole. I mean, it's it's reflecting the ugliness and the evils of the world through music, right? And performance. It's like, I mean, some people think that the shit is gl- like 
apparently someone like Mike Shinoda believes that it's, you know, a glorification when it's not. It's a reflection. It's a depiction of all these terrible things that have happened, like war, death, violence, pestilence, cruelty, depression, sadism. Like, those are all very real things that we can't ignore, and that ignore, and that's what metal is. It, dis- it displays and portrays those things in, you know, a safe, generally, fashion. Well, for Mike Shinoda and all the other loudmouth fucking half-rate guitarists out there, I have one little thing that should summarize the entire perspective um, put up by Infinite Annihilator. <clears throat> now, this is their self-description. Another technical deathcore project brought to you by Eddie Pickard and Aaron Kitcher. Infinite Annihilator is an internet band designed to showcase both their musical talent and their passion for heavy music. And that's it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think we've, we've really hammered on the point here. Uh, but the long and short of this conversation is that uh, Mike Shinoda is a fucking poser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> Like I, I can certainly see like if if you tried if you tried taking Mike Shinoda to a hate eternal show, I doubt <laughs> he'd be into it. Like I doubt I doubt I doubt the dude would last a, I doubt the dude would last at a DRI show. In all fairness put it that way. And, and 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 let me at least give him this. The dude's not really involved in metal. He's a rapper yeah. who is in uh in a in a yeah. fucking new metal band. So right. I I get that he doesn't get it. But you know, but at the, at the same was, time, I feel I feel like if dudes if dudes like Ice T can look at this and get it, why can't Mike Shinoda? <laughs> well, Ice T also had a fucking hardcore band, so he yeah. you know he yeah. Uh, but like, and I I really I can't remember which um, Sam. Do you remember which publication it was? Oh, uh, which one? Like the the one that did that interview with uh, with Mike Shinoda and played Slayer for him. Oh God, I don't. Oh, I okay. can't remember well, off the top of my head. Regardless, uh, the fault lies on the publication. The one you knew what the fuck you were doing. Two, you you sensationalized the headline. You do think that was pot stirring? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, they took that quote and they ended the well, article. I'm, you know what that was? I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was either metal injection or metal sucks. Oh, both. You know what? Both That's of, because both, both, of whom, both of whom are in, in case just if someone out there has been living under a fucking rock and doesn't know. Metal sucks and um, uh, metal injection are two of the biggest like like sensationalist publications in the metal world. Yeah, they are, like, and you know what? Uh, they, they, was they, it... they exist to basically be the metal equivalent to BuzzFeed. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, wasn't it wasn't it Kerry King who was running around running his mouth last year? And I get, I, I guess they've got some shit up their ass about it, like. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, all right. So, let's let's move on. So, if you're interested, yeah, I was in, I was gonna say why? Like because he called him on what they were. Fuck him. Uh, who fuck knows? I mean, he said some stupid shit, but I I like Slayer. So oh, was, yeah. I was gonna say I actually don't know what you're talking about. So I thought it was just like, I, what I, did he say that they sucked I, or something? It, no, 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 no. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's even like that. It's just it's, it's political stances from bands. Carrie King went on his on his uh, Dave Mustaine last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Oh. But like lightly. I mean, it's whatever. So I was gonna say like like because Dave Mustaine is like intolerable <laughs> yeah he is <laughs> but i still love him it's just uncle dave right. you know he's just doing what he's doing. <laughs> all right so real quick uh that infinite later album was elysian grandeval galearic and uh, that's that's as 
as much as I'm going to try that one. You can find them at infiniteannihilator.bandcamp.com. That was released two years ago, July 2016, and they're from the UK. All right, so random fucking discussion. random discussion in the middle of our uh, in the middle of our bring-ins, but you know <laughs> you get it up front instead of the end. Uh, hopefully, we didn't chase anyone off because <laughs> we still got some fucking dope shit to talk about. Word. Uh, oh, of course, oh, of course, we always do. This one I'm very excited about. Tom, go ahead and roll this. that crunchy bass <laughs> that is some true blue classic classic dc hardcore in the vein of bad brains and black flag and fucking minor threat um even though black flag wasn't dc but <laughs> uh regardless that's like that's real deal classic hardcore uh, it's, it's got that fucking punk edge it's mm-hmm. fucking it's fast it's aggressive it's why they called it hardcore punk Fucking Tom was in danger of getting something thrown at him, <laughs> just cause get get shit going. Uh, that riff, dude, I could listen yeah, to it for like that, four hours. That, that did that did give me a bit of a violent impulse there from the start. <laughs> so that was the track "Slander Me" off of the self-titled uh, album from Pure Disgust. Uh, it, I mean, holy shit! If there's you don't hear enough of this these days. Uh, you'll occasionally get a band who kind of tries it, but these guys got it fucking right. Uh, they they clearly, uh, you know, I, I'd love to see their vinyl collections. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They probably got first pressing fucking minor threat vinyls. Um, it it also it falls into that category of while you're listening to it, like, yeah, I'm gonna run through that wall. That's what I'm gonna do right now. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it, it, you know, it, it fucking, it really invokes uh, the early 80s hardcore style, and uh, it's just, it's incredible to hear it done that well uh, in 2018, um, which this was actually released in July of 2016, um, but you can find them at 
dc.bandcamp.com. Highly, highly recommend it if you have any uh, sort of passion for old school hardcore. Yeah, I'll I'll be getting in on that. You haven't looked at the Facebook, have you? What? What about them? They broke up a year ago. Oh, that's fine. All right, okay. yeah. still go check it out. It's a yeah. great fucking album. Big F. Yeah, I mean that sucks, but it happens. It's hardcore. It's not an easy thing to stay in. Yeah. Um, also, isn't it isn't it just the worst feeling when you come across a band and then you find out like after listening to all their stuff, you're like, oh, they broke up two years ago. They did put their last full set on Vimeo. Nice full set on Vimeo. There you go. Full oh, that's cool. Set on Vimeo, go check that out. Uh, you, you got me all riled up right now. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> like. Mike's about to get fucked with. Yo, yeah, that's why, with. I mean, that's why this shit scared people back in the day. That's why fucking, you know, cops in L.A. were, like, they fucking, they banned fucking uh, suicidal tendencies from L.A. at one point. Because they're were, pussies. Yeah, the, you know, just <laughs> all kinds of crazy shit, and it's it's nice to get a little throwback to that. Uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, I got another one. I got another one. This one, uh, still hardcore, but totally different. Uh, Tom, go ahead and roll this. That was the track End, part one, off of the album Awake for Everything by the band Hesitation Wounds. And uh, when, I was, when I was listening through this album, the first fucking thing that I thought was, holy shit, it's modern life meets war, uh, or modern life is war meets fucking Converge. 
and uh, oh, okay, all right. And I scroll down, and sure enough, who the fuck mixed this? Oh, Kurt Blue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's uh, probably my favorite mixing master right now. Um, okay, so I'll take that comparison and raise you uh, the chariot mixed with maybe Fall of Troy. Fair. You know what I'm um, saying? Like the vocal stylings gives me a lot of the sort of the chariot, but without that, it's chaotic without leaving you rhythmless. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, 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 the modern life is war uh, comparison kind of came first, and I chose one of the more chaotic tracks off of the album. Uh, if you go back and listen from the beginning, um, operatic, uh, hands up, you know, it, it's they've managed to capture that uh that really powerful fucking storytelling um along with the same sort of uh there's the the use of like octaves and and uh really vibrant chords to to really fucking back it where it's kind of the same thing that i've said before about modern life where it's like it's um it's melodic in the backing instrumentation. Oh, cool. Um, that's what I always found really exciting about acts like Hope's Fall in their earlier releases because it was almost earlier um, hardcore. I know we talk about this often, and I'm not getting into another discussion, but um, <laughs> there's a lot of experimentation going on in the earlier 2000s up until even the 10s where there was a lot of, like, uh, I don't want to say chord forcing, but like exploration and what you could really make uh, not only aggressive, but melodic in, in stuff like Hope's Fall. Like I, that's really where my brain started going with writing was seeing kind of how much I could pack into every single like uh, strum. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I totally get that. This This is definitely one I need. Like I'm digging it but I know I need a lot of time with this. Oh because, yeah. Like, There's a lot to unpack. Yes. Um, but that's fun. Mm -hmm. That's especially in this style. Like that's, I feel like when you're listening to something, style, you don't want to, it's not something you just want to throw on once and be like, Oh, okay. Like, it's like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. I gotta digest this. Yeah. Uh, these guys deserve all of the fucking attention right now. Uh, it's just a fucking, this whole really, I bought it second track in. It's like, yeah, I know, I fucking love this already. Oh uh, wow. Um, also, I'm sorry the uh, the full double bass section that they started doing. I was like, fuck yes. I feel like there's a <laughs> lot of time when like you start going into this style where they like they won't do that. Yeah, or they'll back off a little too much. Right. They're, they're pulling punches and in fear of it being too heavy for the style. It, it felt like the rhythm uh, was evolving and the rhythm was chaotic more than that, the band themselves. Yeah. There, there are no punches pulled here. They go <clears throat> full bore into what they're doing, uh, without ever losing exactly that, that sense of, of exploration of, you know, trying something that's not necessarily, stereotypical uh even of like chaotic hardcore right i have to say also mike you said something that needs to it someone needs to make an album out of something that you just said and that's leaving you rhythmless <laughs> that needs to be an album name <laughs> anyway uh if if you want to check out the rest of that album uh it's one of these weird fucking things where the 
The label website is the Bandcamp. So it's at music.6131records.com. Uh, and you can you can navigate to the album from there. Uh, I'm gonna have to dig further into this label. I'm real curious. Uh, looks really interesting just based off of a few of the other releases. I have no idea what those are gonna sound like. So I'm gonna be digging further into that. But hesitation wounds. Uh, go check out this fucking album. Awake for everything. It's mm. a fucking killer. Very nice. Oh, that, that brings us to me. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I've got a, I've got a good one. I I would fucking Tom pulled this up, and I was like, of course that's what Frank brought yeah. in. This yep. this uh, this looks like another, uh, just like me. This looks like one of the most Frank bring brings. <laughs> I think I've ever, so seen. we're gonna. So Frank, you don't you don't have a track listed for this? No, but t- I told Tom what we're gonna what he's gonna play. Um, we're good. Um, yeah, but Sam needs to know. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Sam. Uh, you're going to be listening to the uh, the first bit of Preacher of the New Order. About two minutes. Yes. Okay. Um, so just to start things off, um, the band's name is Speed Metal Hell, hailing from Brazil. And uh, Tom, why don't you roll that? Arguably the most Frank bring in of all time. <laughs> you know what it might be? Did did I not say it? Did I did I not say that straight? <laughs> if there's some sort of a rock and roll breakdown in amongst all that shit, yeah. yeah. Anytime that there's there's moments where it's like, ooh, ooh, there's kind of like a, a, a Slayer inspired riff there. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, give me all of it. All the time. I wonder how many times people look at their logo and say, What the hell is Speed Metal Kel? <laughs> 
but god damn. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of want to listen to some Bat Lord after that. God damn, are these dudes fucking shredding? Like, <laughs> yeah, just nonstop. I mean, it it doesn't stop. Like they don't let up at all, and it's it's fucking perfect. Um, fucking like it's one of those things where you see a name like Speed Metal Hell, and you're like, all right, this is this has a lot of potential to be bad. Yeah, like if way you, more than it did to have to be good. Yeah, if, if you're if you're gonna name your band something like that, where you're putting the genre in your fucking band name, you better fucking be good at it. Mm-hmm. Like you really, because you've automatically put yourself in a hit or miss category. There's no there's no gray area. And as we just heard the track, uh, "Preacher of the New Order" off their album "Prelude of Death," oh, they fucking deliver. They fucking nailed it. <laughs> oh my god! Nailed it. Like when I was searching for something, I'm going through. I'm going through, and I'm like, uh, nothing. Uh, nothing was like hitting me the way I wanted to. And like, right out the fucking gate, even the uh, the very kind of uh, loud mixing in it, I was like, this is fucking perfect. Like, uh, the way especially their the riff structures are it makes me think of a more aggressive show no mercy and that's all right in my book yeah yeah jesus christ uh i mean it's interesting because it's one of those things that i could praise uh all fucking day but there's also not a whole lot to say about it Mm -hmm. uh it, it is what it is they 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 nailed it it is outrageously competent Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it's, it's it's funny. It's funny that you brought this in when you did, because I just rediscovered Nasty Savage the other day. And <laughs> Frank, if you have if you have never heard Nasty Savage, my man, you got to get on that. All right. It it also it also helps because they did early on in their careers they did an ad for a local hair salon. That's <laughs> fucking dope. I'm not shitting you they're like this is where we get our hair done and i was like this is the most incredible thing i've ever seen <laughs> and so, it was funny because nobody thought they were any less metal people were just like you know what fuck it I they had the balls to do a fucking ad for a hair salon i also and nasty savage still kick ass i i don't know what it is about south america but they are fucking nailing thrash like black and thrash and speed metal, like yeah. perfectly. Yeah, like, they fucking uh, get uh, it. Frank, Frank, may I remind you? This is where bands like Sepultura, Volcano, Sarcophago, Corsus, like some of the greats in early thrash, came from. I know. Okay, let's not ignore the fact that Christian's from South America. Christian is from South America. That's true. They, also, go listen to Corsus's Mass Illusion. That's a good one. But fuck the. This uh, this was released October tenth of of this year, and yeah, nice. God, any the fucking nightmares. Like I said, preacher of the new order, infernal nightmare, divine oppression, brutality of terror. Yeah, it's fuck. This is dope. You <laughs> head over to speedmetalhell.bandcamp.com and fucking hit that purchase button. Right fuck on it's on my wish list uh which is getting uh just frightening at this point yep <laughs> but <laughs> yes yeah, that uh that brings us to a segment some might say it's the most important segment uh, 
Pirates. Hey, that's what I'm supposed to say, you fuck. Mm. Oh, well. Greatest segment of all time. This is the Brutal Bruise. Tom, mm-hmm. roll it. Lock them away! of authenticity that few reach in hardcore uh for for those unaware that was uh rotting out and that was the song three of us off of their 2013 release uh the wrong way um (laughs) yeah so was that who unfortunately dropped off this year yeah due to uh an injury while on tour sadly um, which I was super disappointed about. So when I first started really diving back into hardcore uh, around 2014, um, it was it was that year's uh, This Is Hardcore where I was like, ah, shit, I don't recognize a bunch of these bands. And one of the first ones I checked out was Rotting Out. I was like, oh, fuck, this is the set that I'm looking forward to. Like, this is the set that I need to see. And they didn't fucking disappoint uh talk about dudes who just fucking bring it every yep. fucking performance uh walter's also scary as fuck uh yeah. i'm pretty sure the the man is a is a, is a registered competition bodybuilder <laughs> it's huge <laughs> so uh, it's like harm's way a little bit uh, he's he's bigger <laughs> oh no, god he's terrifying and Jesus. when he's screaming the veins in his neck are like hitting the back walls of the venue <laughs> 
so like like a real life Bane. Yeah, it, it's which is funny. He's actually on the on the song "Calling Hours" by Bane. <laughs> And uh, I was fortunate enough to see him perform it with them at this at their last This Is Hardcore, where he was strangling himself with the mic cord while screaming. Uh, just, and you know, it's impossible to talk about uh, rotting out without mentioning the, the super obvious suicidal tendencies uh, influence mm-hmm. uh, in what they do. And it's amazing because they managed to capture that Again, without ever just being a cheap imitation, um, they're 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 clearly coming from a similar place. Uh, the 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 anger is very fucking real. Uh, you know, even the the just the subject matter of a lot of their songs is uh, brutal. I uh, I'm sorry. I, I might have like weirded out a uh, a coworker earlier because <laughs> I'm in the break room and I'm trying to keep the volume like fairly low but i'm still i'm like refreshing myself on this and i still have it pushed against my ear but i'm still you know bobbing along and whatnot and i look over and one of my co-workers she's there just kind of like looking at me i'm still just bobbing along it's like what do you want and like <laughs> yeah it's so fucking good it, it's really hard not to get amped over uh rotting out which also i'm um, Looking, uh, if you just Google this album, you know, they give you the, like, synopsis and all that shit. I have to wonder who labeled this genre emo slash hardcore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really missing the emo aspects of this. I I could see, like, fucking crossover thrash hardcore. uh, I mean, it's a a shame we can't really get into it now, but the conversation that we had on the... uh, little segment following all this actually is kind of funny when it comes down to like advertising your your releases oh yeah yeah that's true oh my god i forgot that we have the the interview with not uh at the end of this episode make sure you motherfuckers stay tuned for that that's right but uh (laughs) it's right it's funny they now i have an image of some some emo kid being like oh well this has emo in it let me check this out (laughs) And then kind of getting like, yeah! And seeing uh, the video for no clue. And just being like, he's just sitting there like, I'm, I'm fucking ready to, to do shit now. Yeah, man. Uh, so, rotting out for me was a, a breath of fresh air and hardcore. Because uh, getting back into it, you know, I'm, I'm coming fresh off of like the early to mid 2000s where uh, it was a lot of the same kind of like, we want to be like the 90s, but heavier sort of deal with a touch of the 80s. And there were just hundreds of those bands. Um, a lot of them were great. Some of them not so much. But uh, And it's nothing against them. It was just the trend at the time. Rotting Out, it's really hard to draw comparisons to. It was, It's crisp. It was new. It sounded, you know, fresh out of the fucking garden. Oh, uh, you bastard. And I, I needed a beer to match that. I needed something aggressive. I needed something kind of bright uh, because in a weird way, the, the their style is, is very bright. Um, it is. It Like, first of all, I'm not sure why you never showed me this band to begin with because this I, is great. No, I have, no, I have to go. Times. Have you? Yep. 
Yep, yep. I don't know, you, dude. I don't, I don't know, dude. I drink a lot, so I go things. Go watch but. the video for the song <laughs> No Clue. We had a whole discussion about them and suicidal tendencies. Um, oh, oh, okay. Now I think I remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but also, I was gonna say, like, uh, you're you're also right, and never felt like. The whole time we were listening to this track, it never felt like a downer to me. No. Uh, well, and it's sort of, again, it's that suicidal tendencies callback where it's that sort of, it's that fucking, it's that West Coast Cholo vibe. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, yeah, that's yeah, what they, no, like, I... people called it Cholo core at one point. Um, <laughs> uh it's and, just a funny word. It is. And, yo, all fucking props to him because that, that scene, uh, while massively overlooked has a lot of great fucking bands it ends up sounding a little bit more more metal at times too yeah oh yeah yeah there's a definite crossover influence yeah that's which is kind of exactly i keep the suicidal tendencies were one of the ones (laughs) that really took crossover and uh and hardcore and just this sort of almost hip-hop groove uh and melded it all together and that's what we're getting here uh, so I needed a beer to match all of that. I needed it to be aggressive. I needed it to be bright. Uh, and for this, I want to go with something hoppy because, you know, I, I I listen to fucking Rotting Out and I think of fucking hot California weather. Mm-hmm. So I want something uh, on the crisp side. And uh, wouldn't you know, our boys at Stone, also from California, fucking came through for me. Yep. And we've got the Enjoy by 1119 Brute IPA. And I will be saving the other four until January 1st, 2019. Uh, not that it's, I mean, I don't think a month's going to make that big a difference. This has already been aged almost a year. But it is a 9.4% double IPA. Yup. It is aggressive. Uh, in, I mean, it's a fucking 9.4%. It's, it's hoppy in all the right ways. Yes. It's not that, it's not that, uh, that bitter sort of fucking like, oh, we took all the most bitter hops. Like this is really bright, uh, kind of citrusy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, they, they, they refer to it as a festively fresh double IPA. And I have to agree. It's funny that you also, when I, when I called you a bastard, is because so you have a band like Rotting Out who's taking the the classic hardcore style and they're doing it fucking they're doing it right and or a classic hardcore and Stone is just fucking notorious for nailing the IPA style yeah. they get it they understand how to do it in different ways they also they know how to do hops properly that's the funny thing I can take fucking I can easily take like. 20 fucking stone IPAs and they are all distinctively different mm-hmm. uh, which I think stands true of rotting out there, there's there's no one I have to I keep bringing up suicidal tendencies because I have to go almost fucking 30 years back to find anything to compare to what they do yeah, I meant to say speaking of stone have you seen they've done a uh, another version of ruination I have, and I haven't picked it up yet. I was going to pick it up yesterday, but I was like, no, that's going to be too too high of an alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, fuck. Um, but it's 
I'm pretty sure it's a unfiltered version of Ruination. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll be picking that up over the holiday season. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, ladies, gents, you know what to do. Go fucking get yourself a copy of Rotting Out's The Wrong Way. And uh, pick it, buy buy a copy if you can, because they're back. As far as I know, they're uh, they're back at it. Um, hopefully the, the tour injury didn't end them again. Because, <laughs> uh, god damn it, was I heartbroken when that happened. They released a fucking EP that was incredible, and then they're like, we're done. Like, what? <laughs> you can't do that to me. Uh, so I was super amped that they came back, and then I was super bummed that they had to drop off This Is Hardcore. Not their fault. I understand these things happen, especially when you're a fucking lunatic on stage like any of them are. Um, so... If you're listening, riding out, stick with it. But go find yourself a fucking copy of The Wrong Way. Grab yourself a fucking six-pack of Stones Enjoyed by 1119. You will not be disappointed in no. either of these fucking choices. Go get it. Woo! Uh, so, I know normally we talk a little bit after this, but we, uh, we probably should have moved that earlier discussion. <laughs> Sometimes the magic just happens. Yeah, saw that coming. It, it just happened organically. It, it, it does. We we can't we can't always just put these things off. Sometimes they just have to happen organically. So uh, we apologize. It's a it's pretty much a front loaded show because we've. Uh, I'm not saying there weren't releases this week, but you know, we, even with the four of us, uh, we can't always stay on top of everything. Um, so if there's anything you can think of that we missed. Post it up on our social media. Start a discussion. Let people mm-hmm. know. Uh, you can find all of it by heading over to fthepit.com. That will lead you to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun shit. Uh, and certainly, I mean, certainly follow our Instagram because Mike is probably the most active of yep. all of us on the social media. And Instagram is his uh, forte. Is his? It's his baby. <laughs> I keep I keep I keep saying that I'm going to post more shit on the Facebook, but I keep forgetting to do it. Yeah, I know. I feel, I feel awful about it. Well, you, you got access. You always can. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Instagram, Instagram ass having a bitch. Um. Oh boy. Yeah. If you if you really like what we do, and you should, uh, because we put a lot of work into it. Yes. Uh, but you can head over to patreon.com slash from the pit as little as five bucks a month to get four bonus episodes, uh, two of which every month are uh, from the crypt, which Sam pours his fucking heart and soul into. And it's, um, I try my best. It I is. Try my best. Uh, it is a fucking. No, it's a great. I mean, I, I haven't. I'm, I'm behind on them, uh, which upsets me. But if you want to fucking. Uh, if you want a fucking 101 on these albums, these bands that are overlooked, uh, classics that that should be held in higher regard, Sam brings it uh, twice a month. Four albums usually, right? You do two artists or albums a show. Um, I usually do two. I usually do two albums a show. Occasionally, I I will do dual albums from one band. Okay. I mean, like, um, I, I think the only one I can think of off the top of my head is I did a Time Ghoul double feature where I talked about both of their their uh, soul EPs. Oh, at, well, at Time Ghoul. 
great length. Yeah. Time Ghoul deserves an entire episode. Um, they do, they they do, and I gave them one, and I'm actually it's one of the ones I'm the most proud of because it was one of the most interesting to cover, frankly. Well, go. Uh, we don't want to spill too much of that. If you if you want to hear about that, Patreon.com/slash From the Pit. The other two episodes every month are uh, our side stage episodes where we talk about all the things we listen to that aren't metal. We're actually recording another one of those immediately after this. Uh, so you know, if you want to expand even further, because uh, we cover everything. We've had fucking. We've had fucking, uh, you know, folk guitarists from the fucking 40s through all kinds of shit. So we're we're always talking about music. It's it's what we do. It's what we're passionate about. And we'd love to fucking share it with you. So Mm -hmm. patreon.com slash from the pit. Actually, speaking of folk, I have an amazing folk bring in on the upcoming episode of uh, Side Stage. So everyone should subscribe to our patreon just to hear it because my pick alone this uh this episode is going to be worth it nice i've actually i brought in a sort of more modern folk uh act so cool stuff i'm I'm really excited to talk about all of that um and for everyone who's already subscribed thank you uh thank you fucking it means the world to us uh stick around we have got our interview uh with Mm -hmm. not uh tyler's a really fucking cool dude this is a really fun fucking interview uh a lot of interesting discussion uh on 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 the scene on subgenres on uh and on the music itself which he's uh it's always interesting to hear uh about an album from the artists themselves and i like to think we do it in a format that gives them the freedom to really discuss it right so uh, stick around for that. Uh, Frank, if you want to oh, yeah. see us to that. It seems that we have arrived at our destination. It is now safe to undo your seatbelts. Good night, ladies. <laughs> Three, two, one. Here we are. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, we're here talking to uh, Tyler of Not. Tyler, how you doing? I'm doing all right. God. Immediate silence. Doing good, good job. Oh, I was waiting. Sorry, <laughs> thought you had some some shit no, already. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Ah, you know, uh, can't complain. Cold. 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 A little, a little chilly. But nah, I mean, we're good. I mean, yeah, it's like, dude, it's like, it's like forty eight degrees where I live. That's not cool. Nah, well, <laughs> not really. Yeah, once, you're. Once uh, it, you were. You, you were in Alaska at one point, correct? Born and raised, yeah. No Ooh, shit. Where exactly, where exactly in Alaska are you from? I'm from Juneau. It's a small town, but also the capital. I named I named my old husky after Juneau. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually heading back there for Christmas pretty soon. It's um, probably going to be fucking cold. So. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine so. You mean you mean Alaska at the end of December might be cold? No way. Perhaps. It might be. So you got to be that dude walking around in like 40 degree weather in shorts and sandals and shit, right? That's me. The all all black shorts and a t-shirt <laughs> and getting funny looks from ladies while I go groceries. So how'd you end up going from Alaska to Seattle? What was the, the driving force there? Well, uh, I wanted to go to school for, for audio recording and there wasn't anything. There was literally nothing for that back home so uh i went to the closest place that had it which was seattle and uh kind of went back and forth you know spent the summers back home working and 
the school year in Seattle. And uh, after school was done, I decided that I had to stay in Seattle for the, the opportunity of music stuff. See, I would have thought that the answer would have just been, I, well, I went down there because I just wanted a slightly lower chance of dying of pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> I've had pneumonia. It sucks. Oh, <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. See, now I just feel like an asshole. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, got, I got pneumonia just by being an idiot kid and being underdressed in the winter. Oof. It's okay. So, yeah. I'm from California. I used to do the same thing. Yeah. Every time I would get sick, my parents would just be like, you know, you deserved it. I'm like, yeah, I went, I, uh, I went camping with basically nothing and I woke up and it was hard to breathe. Ooh, like, <laughs> that's, oh, my oh I'm that's... really cold and my lungs hurt. I wonder what happened. Maybe I should have at least brought a light sweater. <laughs> we went camping right. in, uh, the mountains of PA, which probably doesn't hold a candle to Alaska. And then, uh, all of us went into one tent and sardined. Yep. I mean, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I mean, it is a it is a legitimate survival technique. Like, oh hell yeah, we were comfy as shit. It was cold as fuck. <laughs> we were comfy as shit. Right. <laughs> so uh, with that, uh, you know, I gotta imagine uh, being in Alaska. Uh, that 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 environment had to have had some effect on the music, uh, some some amount of inspiration. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so too. It's hard to say when you're uh, when you're writing. Uh, Specifically with, I guess, the way the knot is, where it's um, a solo project, or it was. So now I have no, uh, I have no one to bounce ideas off of and kind of like have that that open, you know, discussion as things came about. So it was just me living my life, and then over the course of months, putting songs together. So uh, whether the environment affected that or not, it probably did. But there was no like, uh, there was no one there. It was just me and a computer and a guitar. So, oh, I mean, it's kind, I mean, it's kind of hard to say. There was no like, ref- there was no reflection during the process or even afterward, really. Okay. Well, I mean, I I kind of get where you're coming from personally because that's what I do. It's just like me and my instruments and my recording interface, and that's it. Yeah. So I I get where you're coming from. I mean, it's it's nice to, I mean, I understand that it's nice to just have have all the music yourself because then you can do it you know ostensibly the way you want to do it but you know it also is kind of nice to have other people to bounce ideas off of and you never know when somebody might actually manage to make your music sound better or throw an idea oh, out absolutely. there that you hadn't considered yeah yeah i uh actually just announced yesterday that not is now a live force um i spent the last couple of weeks assembling a band and yeah. uh i mean just learning the material uh, the different, the different spin and flavors that people put on stuff that I in my head was you know, locked in. You know, this is how the drums go. This is how you play these riffs. You know, not a Nazi about it, but just thinking about it that way. And then jamming through songs and hearing like a cool like you know spin sizzle thing on a ride in a, in a spot that I wasn't expecting in a song I've heard ten billion times, or. Uh, you know, alternate takes on harmonies and stuff. It was really cool. And uh, the future of not is bright for that very reason. <laughs> to get to not just be me. <laughs> I saw, yeah, I saw that post yesterday. So um, I guess you kind of answered right there, but um, are they your new members or are they more of like a live crew or are you guys going to write together? That's kind of, uh, 
undecided yet. Okay. It's currently a live band. Um, I really like these dudes and I like playing with them, but I haven't worked with like creating with them yet. Sure. So, you know, time will tell, but I'm definitely not opposed to that. Cool. So, so I, I actually had a question. Um, I, I feel like it, I feel like it always yields interesting answers. Um, could you go into the background and the meaning of the name of your project? um so all right let me let me uh, charge that up from the the depths of memory uh just do do the best you can (laughs) okay so i was like i don't know 19 and i had uh barely decided that i wanted to try to write for the first time i'd been in bands you know i i'd been like shitty local death metal bands and stuff but uh but you know what? I can try this out. And seeing seeing um, people online like uh, like Misha Mansoor, who had Periphery, and he also had his like solo bulb stuff. Mm-hmm. And seeing people like uh, um, like Drusif Stalin and people like that that were making their own shit, I was like, you know what? I can do that. And I could, <laughs> you know, try my hand. But they all had pen names. You know, you had you had Bulb, you had Drusif, and shit like that. They weren't bands. They had their like. Uh, persona or whatever so i was just kind of mulling around like the fuck should i call this you know tyler's songs doesn't sound very brutal (laughs) (laughs) so i had to think of something and i was kind of tossing it around and i really broke it down really um in a non-poetic and almost mathematical way where i wanted like retro retro like um actively constructed this name it was like all right i want it to be one syllable I want it to be kind of harsh and confusing. I don't want a lot of vowels. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> built it around that. And then I stumbled upon the idea of like not, like N-O-T-T. So I asked a couple people, asked some friends, you know, I asked my mom, and they're like, what does that mean? I was like, oh, perfect, it's awesome. I was like, no, <laughs> no you just want it to be as ambiguous and, exactly. uh, esoteric, as, and esoteric as possible. Yeah, so I, I googled it, and the only thing that popped up was there was this uh, like old, like Norwegian goddess of night or something. Like, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's not what it is, but if people want to infer that, that's sweet. <laughs> you know, well, I'll it's do that. it's it's funny that you say so because when I first saw the, or and heard the name of your project, I did. There was a part of me that immediately did jump to. Is this like? Is there like a Scandinavian etymology to this word? Like, is is that where this comes from? Like, yeah, like the, there's that side of it, but it didn't like specifically with my application of those four letters. It, they were unrelated. And well, um, I mean, you did succeed in one thing. You only have one vowel. Yes. <laughs> I mean, one, I mean, one out of four. One out of four ain't bad. Yeah. In time, I can grow the other vowels, but for now, I'll rock with the O. You you and, know what? Uh, you, instead, yeah. just add an. Just add an umlaut over the O. Oh, man. <laughs> Every time. So, like, oh, it's just, it's kind of frustrating. It's like, a, I don't know, my name's Tyler. So sometimes deaf people will be like, hey, what's your name? I'm Tyler. Oh, Kyle? Hang on a second. <laughs> you're fucking you're Travis? Like, you're, you're so wrong. And I feel the same shit happens all the time with uh, not because it'll get all caps all the time. Or people ask me like what the abbreviation stands for. It's like you guys don't understand. Or there'll be umlauts over it. Or like 
It's I don't know. It's just uh, look. It's, all it's I'm weird. saying it's, it's weird enough to where people don't even remember how to spell it. So that's awesome. Look, all I'm saying this, that's challenge. All, all I'm I, saying, all I'm saying is umlauts are metal. You they are. So. They are. But I like to. I'll leave. Uh, I'll leave Lemmy with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, going too soon. Well. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Rip Lemmy. Well, I thought I, I would mean, die before Lemmy. <laughs> we all yeah were. yes so I did i uh so you know uh your newest release uh the wretched sounds yeah uh, i was i was listening to that and then went back and uh i listened to devouring deities and it's interesting okay. to hear the the progression where it went from uh a, a somewhat straightforward death metal to something a bit more um hr geiger yeah, <laughs> accurate. Oh, yeah. fun fact! Fun fact: it's actually pronounced Giger. Really? Oh, right. Yeah. No kidding. Oh. Fair enough. We've all uh, we've all been fucking up for years. It's okay. I didn't know this until like six months ago. But uh, I so mean, I what led to the to the current sound that you're you're kind of rolling with? Just uh, progression over time, I guess. Uh, after devouring <laughs> devouring duties was just like. Uh, it wasn't like such a, a planned out thing. If I want to write an album about this, and I want to write songs about that. It was more of, can I write songs? Let's try it. So once I'd amassed enough music for an EP, it wasn't like I'm write ten songs and then like pick the eight best ones or whatever. Right. It was like I'm gonna write, you know, twenty five minutes of music and see if it's good. So I just kept building and building and building, just whatever came, and then when it was done, I'd. You know, you know, check that box and realized, oh, wait, I should probably get someone to do some art for that. I should probably figure out how bands even release music, you know, compared to all of that, the, the long, slow, stupid way. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, when that came out, though, I was like, okay, time for the next EP, which was Obsidian Deaths. And I thought, okay, now with some actual planning, because the first one was fun, what can I do to actually make this different? So, I made it three songs long. Each were exactly six minutes long, which is hard to do. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Write songs that are like that reach a certain time limit without seeming like they're dragging along just to like fit that bill. And then uh, I made a lot more techie, a lot of a lot, you know, weird mathy number shit. Like this riffs in five four, and then that's in seven eight for no reason other than I chose for it to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so following that same idea of like, how do I want to build these songs? Eventually that got us to the record sounds where it sounds the way it does and feels the way it feels. And the next album will be even different based on that kind of metric of what do I want to be different this time? I will say, um, I like your, I like your approach by quite simply asking the question, can I write songs? I mean, I feel, I feel like, like anyone who's going to start like attempting to write music should probably start there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how I approach most things. Like, you know, can I snowboard? And then you eat shit. And go, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, back, back to the, uh, back to the studio. Yeah. Time to try this out again or get a trainer or something, take some lessons. And then, and then you end up, then you end up with a, with your leg in a cast and you're like, well, I guess I can't snowboard. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's all that, that's funny anecdotal 
you know, just throwaways. But I mean, it's still impressive to say like, I'm gonna go do a thing, and then, you know, what a couple releases in, and you're you're doing pretty much like master recordings. Like everything sounds as if you exactly knew what you're doing to me. <laughs> so, Thank you. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean, that's um, that's a dual effort on myself and my good friend Lance, who uh, basically mixed the whole thing. I, he and I engineered everything. And uh, I like pre-mixed all the stuff, but then he put all the like the magic shine on it. So sure, dude. And I know how far that can go. I mean, I was trying to self-produce some shitty dubstep back when that was popular, and <laughs> you know, from just getting the music out there and being sold to mastering it. I mean, it's a lot of fucking work. Yeah. Is this is this back in like 2010 when people actually gave a shit about that? Yeah, probably exactly around then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, we didn't even master it. I know it's like a taboo. It's a thing you don't want to admit, really. But we just like, should I pay someone else to fuck with my stuff? Or could I just pretend I'm a mastering engineer? Can I master it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, to to be fair, one thing I did learn from my audio engineer pals is that, you know, they, they all seem to have told me the same thing. Look, if you're recording instruments, like especially through amps if you can get a decent enough tone right off the bat the level of mixing and mastering that you need to do goes down drastically mm-hmm. yeah there's there's two parts to that there's the the good rule is what what i call what it was called when i was in school which is if you have you know a good song played by a good performer with good instruments good microphones good if everything is good in the chain there's no reason for that to product to not be good right out of the bat once you start making things great, you know, a great song, a great performer, great instrument, great mics, great engineer, totally raw, it's going to be great. It kind of follows that metric. So, you know, we did what we could to make it as good as possible going into the computer and going into everything. It's where we didn't have to do as much as, uh, you know, we would have otherwise. And we followed the mix, uh, the mix process the same way. We're like, all right, let's just get this as good as possible, assuming that we're not going to send this to someone to, you know, clean up our shit. And then when it was all said and done, we're sitting there listening to it going, do we need to master this? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> the, so listening. we just did our own, like, you know, impromptu, like, making levels even kind of uh, master. And the second note is that there's only, like, five master engineers on the planet that are actually good at what they do. And I don't want to... Pay a bajillion dollars to get my yeah. songs a little bit louder for a CD. Not, not, not that you're tr- not not to disparage the mastering community in general, but there's really only five good ones. I don't there. think there is a mastering community. It's like there's ten of them, and then half of them are good. So, <laughs> yeah, that- I, I don't, I don't think any, I don't think anyone in this call can afford like Andy Sneeper, you know, right, so. right. Well, we I don't, we I don't know where uh, Kurt Ballou falls on your list, but a lot of younger bands are going over to him to get some some shit done. So. I don't know who that is. So oh. a, a lot of what I just said is kind of talking out my ass. So, <laughs> <laughs> word. Well, definitely I, not an expert. When it comes to you that. know what though? You know what? I genuinely appreciate the honesty. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the fact that you're just like the fact that you're just like willing to come out and say, you know, look, uh, I'm kind of just talking out of my ass here. Like, I I actually kind of respect that. <laughs> well, uh, I I respect that you respect it. Aww. I mean, uh, all said and done, uh, the the effort that you put into it shows. Uh, I Thank was, you. I was also gonna say, uh, especially with like wretched sounds, like 
that atmosphere on that album is fucking thick. It, it, you know what? It, it, it's thick, but as I'd listened um, through it a few times, it's not one note. Like no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying that yeah. it's one note, but it's like. But like, no, like, what I like about it is that it like it we produces... often jest about chug core. I mean, bunch you know. of zeros, the occasional one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> binary core. <Pretty> much. <laughs> right. Never use the two. One string death core. Oh. <laughs> No, this is a situation where like that, doing that, the, I guess what you say, like the, almost the chugging style death metal and adding that atmosphere to it, it just, it blends so perfectly. To it where it makes it feel like one album while there's a lot of like dynamic going on throughout. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going for that. So glad it worked. It's actually when you, uh, when you said that you're, you're originally from Alaska, it was one of the times, like, a lot of times when I'm hearing certain songs and whatnot, I automatically were going to images of, like, snow and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Th that cold like, sound you always talk about. Mm, I love it. Bleak mountainscapes and darkness and shit like that. Yes. I mean, look, if we're if this is the if this is the aesthetic we're talking about and the name, combined with the name, has, has anyone ever just, like, straight up told you, like, I was expecting, like, Scandinavian style black metal out of this. I haven't been asked or told that before. That no. is weirdly surprising to me. <laughs> well, it was um, a couple of weeks ago. I was wearing one of my own shirts because it was laundry day. I'm not one of those guys. <laughs> and uh, I was like getting groceries. Oh, fuck. Hang on. Computer. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're here. Oh, shit. Okay. My dumb computer went to sleep for half a second. I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was getting groceries, and I decided to go get some, like, you know, JoJo's. And the dude behind the counter, some, like, angry-looking dad, he was staring at my shirt instead of me as I was ordering. <laughs> and uh, like, that's not super unusual wearing metal shirts, but it was my shirt, so I was, like, hyper-aware of it. And at the end, he goes, do you know what that word not means? Like, no. What does it mean? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> please, please enlighten me. He goes, it's an old Icelandic goddess. You should check, check look into that. And I'm like, thanks, man. I will. Yeah, these guys are pretty cool. Check them out. I'm like, super, like, weird <laughs> undertone of trying to market. <laughs> <laughs> For a it's, a clever it's a clever tactic, though. <laughs> Until they come and see you. And then he goes, oh, it's that fucking guy. I was gonna, uh, for a second, I thought you were going to go down the road of like they were going to they're going to say like, oh, oh, who's band? Like, where are they from? And then you would have to be like the, oh, it's it's my it's band. Me. <laughs> it's my friend's band. They suck. Don't check them out. You won't like it. I promise. Wait. It's really bad. Sorry, I'll, I'll trap kids at work in the car and start putting on death metal. And it's like you like this, right? <laughs> they don't. Wait, I already, I already do that though. <laughs> I thought that, I thought that was my gimmick. Oh yeah. By the way, Tyler, um, yeah. I'm curious as a, another kind of like musician nerd here. I just have, I just have to ask, um, are because I realize you are, you are tuning really, really low. Yeah. And I'm wondering, are you playing like, uh, uh, are you playing extended range like seven, eight string guitars, or are you just doing the demolic thing where you take a six string and you just like knock it down to A or something? How 
how nerdy do you want my response to be? Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like we should. Uh, it's gonna, we should it's gonna open a, a beautiful can of worms. Well, I mean, uh, it's we got time. I don't know. <laughs> sweet. Well, I'm, in, I'm in no rush, man. I uh, so I'm playing an eight string guitar. Okay. Um, so typically that's you know the top six are like E to E with a lower B and then an even lower F sharp. Yeah. Uh, on devouring deities, I just drop that F sharp to E. Okay. And then uh, for the last couple things, I've been drop D, but like double drop D. So basically, you drop <laughs> that that lower F sharp to an E, and then the okay. whole guitar, you drop a whole step. Okay. So my lowest string is like a bass guitar's drop D. Yeah, so you're you're basically playing rubber bands at that point. <laughs> no, because you you get thick strings yep. and a yeah. long scale. So I oh, a no. 30, 30 inch scale guitar, and I'm, the lowest string is an eighty gauge. Oh, dude, I've got I'm I'm looking at my I'm looking I'm looking at my Jackson right now, and it's strung yeah. up with I think thirteens, and it's in nice. a and it's an A standard. Yeah, because like like I mentioned, I started listening to Demolic, and I'm like, I want to play that low, but I just don't want to buy a seven string. Uh, I was like, wait, they just buy six strings and they just knock them down five steps. I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> I did that for a while, but I I didn't like how I basically lost like the higher two strings when I went down the slow. Yeah. And with an eight string, I, I maintained my original range, but I extended lower. And the, the bass uh, on the note of like notes and shrinkage and stuff. So the, the guitar is... You know, an octave below drop D, it's like a bass is drop D. And normally a bass sits an octave below the guitar. I don't want it all to exist in the same realm yeah. for the sake of avoiding that sameness, that, that one note thing you guys are talking about. Mm -hmm. So the bass is also an octave below drop D. The bass is sub-contra. So that's just like D, A, D, G, except my lowest string is a 182-gauge string. <laughs> <laughs> you just... Shit. Oh man, that makes my penis so hard. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking telephone cables out there. It's it's like when I, I, I so I like the Dario strings. Uh, if they're listening, please. But um, yes. I like them a lot. <laughs> and the thickest thing they make for you know my scale length bass is like a hundred and thirty-five for like a five-string bass, like a B. Mm -hmm. So I had to go get this extra string made by some dude over in the UK. <laughs> yep. It takes forever. Like you, not, no fault of theirs. I'm sure they have a bunch of orders coming in. But you order the string, and then like three months later, you get your string. And when it's in the the like bubble mailer package, just to wrap it in a circle to fit in the package, it's like this tight. It's like a spring ready to explode. Like it's yeah. It's so, so when so you much tension, when you were unpacking it, were you worried it was gonna like pop out and take your eye? Yeah, like when you when you break a string on a guitar and you're you're new to it and you're afraid it's gonna like whip up and hit your hand or hit your eye or something, it was kinda like that, but like times ten. I was really like yeah. I was legit nervous, like am I gonna hurt someone? Like you, me? Yeah, <laughs> you, you could with that fucking thing. I was gonna like yeah. I remember years ago when I was still playing bass, uh Warwick came out with a bass that was uh tuned uh F sharp B E A. And like I always wanted one so bad, but they I think they were like God, they were like I think like four or five grand because it was Warwick. Right. God, was, I want a Warwick Dolphin so bad, but they don't uh, exist anymore. Warwick's are just this, nice this, instruments. This is this is where I'm. This is where I become the uncool guy and say that like my favorite bass is 
They're just like the basic PV foundation four strings. Those sound That's, good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they are that they do have the best sounding passive bass pickups I've ever heard. So you know, there's this. <laughs> sorry, go on. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna nerd out. There's this uh, bass company. I think they're called Kadalka Guitars. Maybe. I just found them on Instagram one day, and they make these like paddles. It's like a giant hunk of wood <laughs> that is a bass. It's it's the hardest thing to explain. It's like uh, you could build a house out of them. How do you spell that? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look them up real quick. I'm re- I'm looking it up right now. Hope because I don't give you the wrong name. Yeah, this no. is this is them. No, it's damn it. <laughs> Wait no yeah this is it so yeah just can't remember can't quite remember how to spell it yeah it's so it's P A D A L K A Padalka okay yeah that sounds oh. familiar that honestly They're, sounds like Jesus oh. I want one really bad but I actually hit them up and uh, said hey I want that bass can you can you give me a price on it and instead of giving me the price and what I asked for they gave me like an order form. Like, I'll fill this out and then see if you still want one. And it was like eight grand. Like, oh, okay. Uh, Guess not. Guess I'm not getting one of those. Once you get into that. See, (laughs) honestly, Tyler, you know what you should do instead? Uh, Hit up Aristides. Uh, Are you familiar with them? Uh, Yes. I didn't know that's how you said it. Yeah, I believe it's pronounced Aristides anyway. But yeah, they're um, like the, especially for living in like more extreme weather conditions, like you occasionally do. Uh, right. Something that is non wood would probably be a great idea for you, like something that's immune to temperature changes and pressure changes, like a plastic or acrylic guitar or something. Yeah, I mean, I have a I have a guitar with a graphite neck on it, and it's the single greatest guitar neck I've ever played in my life, mm-hmm. and it was arguably the greatest like two hundred dollars i've ever spent i'll look into that i'm on their website yeah. right now actually it looks like uh a dude from emperor that makes prog stuff now i don't want to say his name and say it wrong oh is sean or something like that <laughs> yeah I- that. is oh ison that's yeah. it is that how you say it ison yes yeah i mean i love his stuff i'm, I'm very familiar with him i just didn't want to miss say it on the on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> All I know is uh, Ishan's shade. Got it. Yeah, magic yeah, baby. Yeah, boy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Fucking nerds. Uh, you know what, Phil? Don't pretend like you don't love every second of this, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, magic the Gathering? That, oh. In case you missed that reference that just happened. Yeah, there. he's That's, not on card, card post. That was a magic reference? Yeah. They, See, these here's, these here's fucking the nerds just brought magic <laughs> on, on our goddamn podcast. That's the most metal card See, game in existence. Go, it it really is. I don't play it, but all my friends try to. Like, I think I was just too dumb in high school. Like, <laughs> see, see, here's the thing: you're not you're not dumb. Magic is just a kind of a complicated game. Very. Like, I, I tried I, just, I tried learning yeah. how to play it in college, and I just could not fucking figure it out. I just developed a big old case of like the impatient fuckets. Like this game sucks. I don't want to. <laughs> it's cool. The art is cool. You guys play, and I'll just look at the art like a five year old. Oh no, dude! Like, I'm not, like it's it's funny because most of my most of my friend my friend groups are giant fucking nerds of some kind. So I'm either like the token the token non magic geek or like the token non weeaboo of all my uh, friend groups, and it's always awkward. Non magic, yeah, like, non weeaboos. <laughs> yeah, no, I I 
I got I got I got a little too into little too into music and a little too into guitar playing. Well, you to, can't really do that, so I think you made yeah. the right choice. I think I did too. I mean, we're I mean, music ner- musician nerds are like just as insufferable in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, can be. Yeah, I, I, mean, I find myself being the insufferable. Like, oh, I'll make some reference to something, and no one knows the fuck I just said. <laughs> I know it's like it's like I'll occasionally because I'm I'm just retarded like that. I'll just occasionally like name drop obscure like death metal bands and people will say like who the fuck are you talking about i'm like oh wait i don't I'm even mixed, want to explain this like i'm in mixed yeah. company nobody's gonna understand this and right it's, it's even worse when they ask you to explain what you're talking about you're like i don't okay. want to it's like okay well <laughs> you're all like, gonna okay, hate well, how... me by the time i'm done explaining <laughs> right. this no, it's it's awful because then you start you start to wonder you know. It's like how do how do I how do I explain the lyrical content of the early Gorguts albums? Shit, right? Like oh no, or like having to if you make some really right when um that stuff that very recent stuff happened with Pat O'Brien. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I made I made a reference like jokingly to a friend. Like I looked at my phone, he was looking at his phone. I saw the thing and then out loud. Like an idiot that can't hold thoughts in his head. I made a reference to like the church burning stuff in Norway. Yeah. <laughs> like I made some like Varg Vikernes reference and he was like, what even is that? And I had to ask myself, like, do I have time? <laughs> the answer is no. Re- <laughs> that's, a, that's a rabbit hole. Rewind to the all 90s. Like, you, you have 30 all minutes. You, <laughs> I mean, all, all you really have to do is just say, like, look, just know that Varg prefers his cornflakes crispy. Right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like, uh, yeah, there's there there's a fucking there's a fucking deep, goofy reference. So uh so getting back to the, the wretched sounds, uh yeah. which is a which is a name I wish I'd thought of. Yeah, it is, it is a good one. Uh, but there's a it seems like there's a really heavy doom influence on the album. Did that come from anywhere specific? Probably from my utter love for stoner doom stuff. <laughs> okay. I, I I don't really listen to. Uh, I don't know if it's appropriate to, to phrase it like this, but to my uh, contemporaries or peers, I don't. I don't know if that's a, an appropriate way to phrase it, but I don't really listen to like other modern, current, death, uh, deathcore bands or whatever. Whenever I see someone post like "Here's my new band" on Facebook, I just ignore it because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to listen to like uh, listen to a lot of like uh, Ahab and Conan and I. I shit you not. Uh, and shit like that. What the 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 first time I was listening through the wretched sounds, I was thinking of fucking Ahab. Uh, oh, so I love Ahab so much. Yeah, no, Ahab's phenomenal, and and I get where you're coming from with the uh, with sort of the the modern uh, bands. A lot of them, it's become very cookie cutter. Uh, we we bitch about it a lot on the show, where it's like it, it's nothing but just droning, like the, right. it never builds to anything. Um, so there's no like musical story. It doesn't. Yes. And that's what I uh, what I liked hearing here was you know it's not just a, a straight doom album. There's 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 more elements to it. Yeah. What <laughs> um, what makes it hard in that in that realm is like figuring out what to even call it. Like a, we're talking about genres or whatever. Yeah. 
and you, you can make the argument, oh, you don't need to just let music be music. Like, that's all good and well, but I am trying to reach people. So there's the whole like internet marketing side of things where I have to figure out, you know, which groups to worm my way into, you know, which hashtags to use. Like, I have to, I have to care about something that I don't. And I find myself using like, you know, hashtag deathcore and like hating typing each letter. Like, uh, I don't want to do this. It's tough. I I, I've uh, I've had the discussion with a couple people who are like, all these subgenres are dumb, and I'm like, yeah, but they're they're it's it's in a weird way necessary because it's, it's very important. Like yeah, exactly. Someone who's who's looking for, you know, a specific style of death metal is going to be really right. upset if if you throw fucking power metal at them and and just yeah. say, well, it's all just metal. Uh, yeah, if, if someone curated me like a like a mixtape or a burn CD or whatever, or, you know, whatever. And okay, it's, it's a metal thing for you. Cause I want you to check this out. And it had like Slipknot and a Gorefork <laughs> nosebleed and like Queensryche on it. I'd be really confused. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And well, and that's, that, that does make it tough. I mean, um, uh, we're, we're pretty close with a, a band from Boston called Cazador who, uh, it's kind of similar. They're also, kind of a doom band but they've brought in a lot of elements of like hardcore and uh and and just all kinds of different shit so it's like i don't feel right just calling this uh doom but like how do you fucking how do you market it to people like without making it a fucking 15 word subgenre exactly like um uh i was rehearsing through some material with the band and um it's it's really weird as a brief side note uh, before I get to that it's weird like hearing a song you know from like the DAW or from iTunes or whatever and not playing with a live drummer or a live guitar player hearing it that's still something back to you and I had the thought during a section that was really fucking fast like this is fast this is <laughs> this is hard this is hard to play uh, you know fifty times a row to make sure that we're doing it right is this doom is this is this deathcore? What what am I doing? What, what genre is this? And it made me really kind of because I, I got kind of comfortable, you know, copy pasting the same kind of tags. It made me question, like, do I even have a finger on the pulse of what genre I'm even putting out? Because I listen to a lot of doom, and there's a lot of doom elements in my stuff. But is this like would some elite doom snob be all like pissed if I called my music doom? So yeah, and then you know, I, to, to be fair, if someone tells you if someone tells you that they're a doom snob, don't <laughs> listen to them. Don't they? They don't have anything worth to say worth. You hearing. just yeah, you can just turn your ears off and you know smile yeah. and not. But I mean, there's there's the other side of it too, where like, how many people are you missing by labeling it doom? How many people might be into this right. who see oh it's doom? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm good on that. And it's like, yeah, yeah but it's it's yeah. not like. It's, it's tricky, yeah. Like, uh, I think like I I started putting um prog in in there. I thought like I'm just gonna get if, if the wrong person sees my shit and asks you know is this prog, <laughs> goes to prog <laughs> snob or something. Like, this fucking <laughs> thinks he's making prog music. All this four four. Like, oh, God, <laughs> this isn't fucking gentle giant. What is this? Right. <laughs> I had a friend who actually found one of their vinyls at a store, and it was actually kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, they're an interesting band. Uh, yeah. 
Shit, I never really thought about that from like the artist side of it because we sit here and have a lot of discussions about genre and subgenres, and but that's it, it, easy as a listener to talk about. But yeah, when it comes to to having to put shit out, I I hadn't even considered that. Right. Yeah, I mean, it it is easy for us to sit here and you know like shit talk about genres and stuff, but I mean, it it is true. Like you 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 do some you do in a way kind of have to worry about. <clears throat> or at least wonder about who you're marketing to as a musician. Right. And, and you know, at, at first, and at least during most parts of it, you don't, you don't want to, I don't know, I can't speak, I can only speak for myself, but you don't want to make music or, you know, art, if you want to phrase it like that. Art. You don't want to, you know, cater to someone. You don't want to like, oh, well, they might like this more, so I'm going to do this instead. Because, you know, Fuck who likes it or not, you want to make your own shit, right? But also, when it's when it's done and you do want to market it and you do want to like, you know, have people check out your stuff, uh, maybe even go ahead and you know perform, try to sell CDs, sell shirts. Then the question really comes back up from the woodwork, like, hey, what even is this? How do we market this? And like, whether you care or not, you're kind of forced to. Is the thing. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and I mean, we're all kind of, um, we're a little privileged over here, being right outside the Philly scene, where uh, the the metal and hardcore scene is just fucking thriving uh, around here. I don't know how it is out in in Seattle, Um, but we get whole fucking lineups that are, you know, you go to a hardcore show, and there's also a fucking... There's a deathcore band opening. There's a fucking like you'll see doom acts around a that's Philly hardcore cool. show. Yeah, uh, it really doesn't seem to be like segregation anymore. No, not not around here. But it, so it, it's easy for especially the three of us to forget. Like, oh yeah, a lot of the a lot of the scenes out there probably aren't that. I'm sure like there are people who just like they want to book a hardcore show or they just want a fucking well, death metal. Yeah, show. I mean, granted, this was like. For us, this was a little over a decade ago, and I know everything's really changed a lot the way even even just social media has changed the way music is advertised and sold. But um, we went to record, yeah, we went to record up in um, North Virginia, and we went to a few shows. We had a, about a week out there, and it was just that. It was like we went and we saw like a, you know, down-tempo death metal show, and that's all that was there, and, and the crowd was tiny. and Yeah. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so what's it like out there? I mean, have you have you taken this live yet or is that uh is that what you're working on currently, you know, now having a band? We haven't performed yet. We're going to be doing that in the beginning of 2019. Okay. Uh, we're in the process of kind of booking things and, and mapping it all out. Uh but as a as a concert goer, as an attendee, um I I'm busy. I have a job. I do all that stuff. So I can't go to every show I want to. I go to a fraction. But I still try to make it out often. I had probably two shows a month, which feels like a lot, especially when you're like in the pit and broken for a week afterwards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, from what I can tell, and this is, I really can't speak on behalf of like the Seattle scene because I am kind of a... a I don't know if I'm an outsider, but I'm like a newcomer, you know? Right. Because I'm from from somewhere else that didn't have a scene. Uh, when I had a band there, that was the scene. Like, <laughs> it's us. And 
now I'm here and I'm trying to like keep my eyes open and really absorb everything I can. And it feels like there's a handful of bands that are always open. And it's like the same three or four bands that are always opening for these bigger shows that roll through. Okay. And then there's like, but then there's like, like this weird underground that I'm trying to tap into of all these other bands that do these local shows and these like local circuits that the venue opener bands are not really a part of. At least that's, that's what I gather from it. I could be totally off, off base, but it's like this weird, like hidden club that I'm trying to get into. Like where, where are the shows? What venues even exist for stuff like this? And, that's yeah. That sort of uh, thing's tough. I mean, we still have a little bit of that in Philly where like you'll see flyers occasionally and it won't show an address. It'll say, email this person to get the address for them. It's like, Jesus, I'm too old for this shit. Like, right. cause you know, it's some dude's house. It, oh, house it show. is. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, but that we had that in Philly for a long time. Uh, the, the the couple guys who have been really heavily booking have really built up a, a crazy scene here, but it used to be exactly that. Like, in order to to get around the, you know, the the actual subculture, you had to fucking meet people. You had to fucking right. it was all word of mouth, and it's uh, there's something it, it it seems cool when you romanticize it, but at the end of the day, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that, see that <clears throat> there doesn't sound like any way to romanticize that to me that just sounds awful <laughs> yeah sounds like a lot of work. it is well, it I, is and it was yeah. easy to do when when i was like 16 or 17 it's like right yeah you know, now i'm fucking but not, but, i don't want now but now you're like dude i gotta fucking work at seven in the morning well, is, it, even is it really shit, worth like, emailing, emailing this random fucking dude <laughs> oh god there, there's shows that I mean, I hate to admit this, but there's shows that I've passed on because I looked ahead, like, I don't even know. I don't know how part of town. I don't know where I'm going to park, and I'm not willing to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's exactly it. On top of that, I'm not trying to be the fucking weird 30-some-year-old dude showing up at a show full of fucking, like, you know, uh, 17, 18-year-old kids in some fucking punk house in West Philly. Mm. <laughs> like, I was... There's been a, speaking of the parking issue, like, there's been a few times where, uh, there's a town, Allentown, which is, like, probably two hours away from us. Um, and it's a shithole. It is. And every time I, I drive up, and I'm sitting there like, no, maybe there's gonna be some decent parking. I'm like, no, of course there fucking isn't. It's just all blocked up roads, and this town looks like my car's gonna get fucking put on bricks. God damn it. <laughs> it's gonna come back, and it's nothing but a chassis on cinder blocks. Fuck. Clean. Like, oh, but then like, you go to the show, it's usually awesome, and so far I've not had any issues, so... Yeah. Oh. I went to one house show like a year ago here in Seattle, and it was one of the weirdest nights ever, because the it was the same thing as happening. You know, email this person, figure out where it is. Like a buddy of mine reached out on behalf of the show he was playing. He goes, "Hey, you got to go to this place. It's called the, you know, like the Octopus or whatever the fuck." So I look it up. No Facebook. I look it up. No, no website. So I type it into my map, my like phone app, and it tells me to go to this place, like at the far fucking end of town. So that I'm already this committed, I'm gonna go check it out. I drive there, and it's this barbecue place. It's like totally not it at all. <laughs> <laughs> 
And what's, what's oh. super weird is I, I was just going to give up, but I walked in just like, maybe, like maybe they're playing at this, you know, like pork house. And uh, I walked in, I was really confused. And, you know, the, the bartender was like, what can I get you, sweetie? And I was like, uh, is this the octopus? Is there a show? And this old dude at the bar was like, the octopus has been dead for 10 years. And, like one of those weird <laughs> old man. <laughs> Oh, oh! <laughs> Where'd it <That's> go? <laughs> Eventually, oh. I, my buddies were like, "Oh yeah, no, it's the other place." And I had to go back to my side of town and like find this house. <laughs> oh, I missed like every band, but oh, it was a it was a journey. So, so you didn't try any barbecue at the Dead Octopus? <laughs> no, man, it was it was weird. It was the kind of place where you walk in and you realize like, oh, everyone that is here was also here yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's that. It was, it was like a Cheers kind of place, only not happy. Oh, and, uh... There's there's places I've been to where you walk into it and you're like, man, everyone here knows everyone, and they're looking at right. me right now. Oh yeah, you walk through the door and it's like that fucking record scratch, and everyone turns their fucking head. And, yeah. Yeah. Who's this new guy? Can, can I have a beer, please? <laughs> right. What do you have on tap? You don't know? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm from here. Oh, oh God. It. Yeah, I, I don't miss trying to find that. Thank God we have, like, actual venue shows. Now. Oh, God, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Fuck. Man, Seattle, right now, there's, um, there's like, this epidemic of shit, of, like, venues dying. It's weird. Um, I don't know if this is probably hasn't reached uh, reached out beyond, you know, the Puget Pacific Northwest, Puget Sound area. But like there's only so many venues that are actually metal venues, right? Like there's there's venues where you can go see some shitty little uh, folk band. There's like a million of that shit, especially up here in the Seattle area. Or see, you know, uh, like a like a rave or whatever. Like there's there's all sorts of that stuff. But for metal it seems like there's only so many. And like uh mm. One of the venues um, fucking shut down the other day due to all this long, crazy bullshit they were dealing with. One of the main venues uh, got bought out and it's going to be demolished and turned into condos. And we had to, like, fight. We had, like, a 90,000 signature petition go around to, like, stop it. And uh, it feels like all these cool places are, like, falling off. So I hope this doesn't continue. (laughs) It's tough. Uh, I mean... We actually, it, it all sounds very familiar. Uh, the scene out here around like Pennsylvania and Jersey went through something very similar. There's actually uh, there's a pretty cool documentary you can find online called Pennsylvania Hardcore. And they talk about all of the venues that would either shut down due to uh, us being a bunch of rowdy assholes and destroying the place or like... You know, uh, it, it took a long time to to build up relationships, and now the the promoters who run all this shit actually have their own venue. But that was like fucking twenty years in the making. So yeah, it's it's tough. <clears throat> it's tough to get a scene started, especially when you can't fucking hold on to venues. Well, I mean, I mean, consider the kind of place where I live. Like, I live in a small, isolated little hick town of sixteen thousand people. Like. There is no scene here. Like, it, it doesn't exist. Like, we we have, like, maybe two venues total, and, you know, they don't 
they don't host the kind of shows that people like me want to go to. If I want to go to a show, I got to drive at least three hours to Eugene or maybe another four and a half to Portland, you know? Yeah. So, That's I mean, rough. But when yeah, not no, in Portland, you should do that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> here's the, here's the thing. Uh, Portland is a cool place to visit. But you could not pay me to live there. I, I could see that. I mean, I've only ever visited it, so it was cool, but I, I can totally pick up what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Living in Seattle is rough. I mean, just from someone who comes from, like, as you said, like a small hip town. Yeah. Uh, Juneau, so where I'm from, is the uh, the third biggest city in the whole state at like 28,000 people. And it felt kind of big growing up because all the neighboring communities are like 5,000, 300, you know, like villages and shit. It's like, oh, sweet, I'm, like, from the city. And then you go to Seattle and realize, no, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I am not from the city at all. So, yeah. It's, it's been, um, I mean, I've been here on and off for, like, five years, you know, living here for a couple months at a time. Yeah. But it's a, it's, it, like, takes effort to, to put up with a lot of the stuff here. Yeah, I imagine that's a, a huge adjustment to make. Yeah. Yeah, going from going from rural Alaska to, you know, the biggest city in Washington. Yeah. Yeah. It just it changes like the pace of not just everyday life, but people. You know, that the how fast they talk, how fast they walk, what they care about. Um cities are bad for humans, I think. <laughs> and I don't know. I think it's it it kind of like forces you out of or forces you into this tribalistic mindset. It's not good. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. But. <laughs> You're good. So, <laughs> I mean, are you, are you are you alluding towards like clickishness, maybe? Honestly, dude, I don't even know what I'm alluding to. It's just, <laughs> just, it's just rambling. Like, well, it's like this this uh, this loose feeling in like the atmosphere that I've been aware of, kind of vaguely, and then on the spot i tried to like harness it and throw it at a sentence and then it didn't work so there. if i tried to elaborate i'd just be like fishing once more into the ether and i'd probably fail again <laughs> so, i mean it, it's all good we're, we're all uh i mean we we live in the suburbs but we're you know we're in philly all the time for shows and that you know even philly being as close as it is if you, it, it takes some adjusting it can be culture shock at first because philly's big mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a lot to take in, let alone, yeah, I mean, God, for, I, I, I hate doing it, but I've traveled into New York a couple times, and that's a fucking nightmare. God, yeah. I would want to do that. Oh, no, New York is hell. <laughs> it's yeah, absolute yeah, hell. It it's it's funny, because the only, people, the, only, the only people I've ever heard say that they really love New York are just, like, the people who visited it. I've never, I've never met anyone who like lives there who's been like, oh, it's great, I love it here. It's like this. They're all just like, dude, this place sucks. Get me out of here. It's expensive and everything's filthy and everyone's crazy. And I'm like, well, move. (laughs) Like, go somewhere else. All right. Well, we're kind of getting off into the weeds talking about uh, (laughs) talking about city living here. Uh, I'm just saying, if you can afford to live in New York, you could probably afford to move. Yes, that is that is usually true. Um, but we don't want to hold you up forever, man. Is is there anything else you yeah. wanted to discuss? Anything you had in mind? 
Uh, just, uh, you know, if Knott's playing near you, come check it out. I yeah. guess that's all I've got. I mean, keep us updated. Thank you guys for liking the album and, and digging in and supporting it and getting interested in the process. That's really cool. Well, I mean, that's that's what that's what we do. Like our whole our whole yeah. deal is to make sure that like those hometown heroes don't stay in those hometowns. That's badass. Yeah. yeah man keep us updated on on what you guys are doing uh you know once you start touring we'll we'll certainly try to hype it a little bit oh, yeah. especially if uh if you can make it out here to the east coast i know that's uh the tall order for a touring band right. on the other side of the country but if you get out here we'd love to uh we'd love to come see a show i'm, I'm really curious what it'll sound like live with uh i mean you were saying like there's, you know, it sounds a little different having uh, other people play it. So I think that'd be really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, all I can say is from what I've heard, it's badass. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's very big, very thunderous. So, I don't want to be like every band ever. Like, it sounds amazing. Our new album is the new, the new shit. You got to check it out. But, but it is. So. <laughs> Well, fucking hey, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> stay in touch. Uh, we'd love to have you back on next time you're you're doing something. Uh, you know, yeah. next release, whatever it is that you're doing. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. You wanna uh, you wanna shout out your your band camp or anything? Plug that shit. Sure. Yeah, that's not musicofficial.bandcamp.com, and that's not with two T's. N O T T musicofficial.bandcamp.com Alrighty, Very everyone awesome. heard that. Go over there and buy shit. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Alright, Tyler, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, yeah thanks for coming. Easy, dude. Yeah, have a good one. Later.